0: When we are all together, I often feel like I don't belong and that kind of like I'm on the outside or like where is there space for me here? Let's dig through the mud together We're so glad you're here Join us here each week for my life. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Danny Bolts, and I am so glad you're here. Welcome to Mudlark. I'm a little screechy. I just woke up like 30 minutes ago. Haven't really exercised my vocal cords yet. Um, but I'm so happy to be recording right now. Life has been nuts for all of us. I've been traveling, I've been back in Oregon for the last week, and We just made it back to the Montana house uh, last night. And so, yeah, just kind of reacclimating. And I appreciate you guys being patient with this week's episode. I just did not have a moment, really, to get (laughs) the show edited and up um, any earlier than this. So here we are. So in today's episode, I'm going to talk to you guys about some of the trigger work I've been doing lately and some of the daily rituals I have been incorporating to support me because shit's been really fucking hard. And I think that's the beautiful thing with ritual. You know, ritual is something that is available for us to tap into at any moment and there to support us. And it's really easy to just bag it and Not use these amazing tools that are here, but I can't. I need them, and we will get into that. Before we hop into the talk on triggers, I want to remind you guys that I mean, I haven't talked about it on the show, but I've talked about it on Instagram and in the Facebook group, Mudlarkers Anonymous, but I am leading. A creative living workshop on July 18th. It's a Saturday from one to four. And it's gonna be at Timberline Lodge on Mount Hood in Oregon, which is where I grew up. Not at Timberline Lodge. Well, kind of. My, I grew up working there. I started working there when I was like 13 years old. My family works up there. It it's one of my favorite places in the world, and this is by far my favorite workshop I've ever created. As you all know creative living is my new favorite topic and I currently have three spots left and we're going to be doing outdoor yoga right at the base of Mount Hood, gorgeous panoramic views and I'm going to take you through a meditation practice that I've been doing and it's going to bring you clarity on how to live a life that's even more creative and reflective of who you are. It's just a very juicy topic for me right now as I know that our lives are currently reflective of beliefs we picked up when we were young. And it's going to be so cool because for the last three years, I've been doing a lot of this deep, deep work in my subconscious, um, kind of creating new neural pathways in my brain. And I'm going to teach you guys how to do the exact same thing. And I, even thinking of like where I was three years ago. And I didn't know what I was going to do for work. And I started carving spoons on my front deck and eventually was able to turn this like side project, passion project and love into my full time career. And I mean, you guys can see with my company, Honeysuckle and Mud, I'm not just sitting there carving spoons all day. It's turned into a full reflection of all the things that matter to me and I'm going to teach you how to do this and it's just going to be really freaking cool. So we'll pinpoint where we picked up certain beliefs about ourselves and understand what exact blocks are keeping us stuck and kind of in that hamster wheeling place and we'll learn how to shift those together to a higher and more worthy place. So. I'm going to leave the link to register in the show notes. If you have any questions, just shoot me an email. Hello at Danny Bolts. And I would love to see you in person. There's actually a couple listeners already signed up that I have not met in person. And I'm freaking out because it's the best feeling ever in person. Um, Oh, and also there will be uh, social distancing in place. So we'll all be six feet apart. And we might have to wear our masks in the lodge still. Um... But I'll keep you guys posted once we get closer to that. So Saturday, July 18th, Timberline Lodge. So let's get in the triggers. When I think of the word triggers, I used to hate this word because it was like floating around a lot. And I just got like really turned off by it. I had like this image of kind of like that emo style like ripped up black pants, dark eyeliner, looking down at your pigeon-toed feet kind of thing. (laughs) So when I just, I, I don't know, I had like this like bias around that word. But when I like started to understand what triggers actually were and that, oh, holy shit, I'm experiencing them nonstop. That's why my chest is tight. That's why I'm constantly feeling like fight or flight, that's when I just started to learn more about them. And I know this is kind of dorky, but I went ahead and pulled uh, just a definition of trigger off of the internet because the internet knows all. So a trigger is something that sets off a memory tape or flashback, transporting the person back to the event of her or his original trauma. Triggers are very personal. Different things trigger different people the survivor may begin to avoid situations and stimuli that she or he thinks triggered the flashback. I thought that was pretty straight to the point. Um, I am talking about this today because I have felt like for the last probably month and a half that I've been living in a swimming pool full of triggers. <laughs> and I've just been like dr- on the verge of drowning. And I mean, my triggers have been ranging there it's, There's a huge range. It could be something that someone says that makes me feel inferior. Or it could be like the relationship between my stepdaughter and her dad. And when they're like being lovey with each other. There's like even friendships. Friendships like if I'm not... Like if I feel a friendship kind of shifting and taking on a new form. Like there's just been so much going on and i believe that triggers are really just some part of ourselves it they're showing us parts of ourselves that we have either completely abandoned or it's bringing up something from an experience we've had in the past like the description so anytime we are being triggered it's so important to lean in and I I mean for years there was like a a handful of things that would trigger me it could be like places people potential situations and I would avoid them like the plague and I just continued to feel that heightened like sense of anxiety because I was avoiding it and not digging in to understand where they're coming from because you're not just, I mean, almost every negative emotion that we're experiencing is coming from a trigger, a past memory, something that caused us pain or shame, usually when we were really super young and it can take a long time to really get back to the root of where that came from. But with these kind of like rituals and daily practices, which we'll get into that I've been putting into place, I've been able to really kind of hone in on where so many of some of my most severe triggers are coming from. And I want to just give you an example of my biggest one that was like gut wrenching. And I talked about it, I did an Instagram post about it the other day. And I, but I, I want to share it with you here. And basically, when we were back in Oregon, I feel like this trigger got bigger than it's ever been. And it's actually been something I've been feeling for the last four years, ever since I met my husband. And it's just something that I've kind of accepted. I'm like, oh, this is just how I feel in this situation. Fuck it. I'm okay. Like, it sucks, but I'm okay. And basically what the feeling is, is me feeling left out of the unit. So my husband has two children and they're only with us summers and then some like extended weekends through the school year. But when we are all together, I often feel like I don't belong and that... (sighs) kind of like I'm on the outside or like where is there space for me here and I felt this even with I mean in other situations with him like with his family on our property in Montana you know his parents live on the other side of the creek and none of my family's here and I don't think that matters I think it's more specific to just like this scenario of me always feeling like I don't have a place and so what I did I was like feeling that a lot and it was like I could feel like tightness in my chest when it would come up like we were watching a movie and they were all on like one side of the room and I was on the other twin bed and I was like what's wrong with me like why does nobody want to sit with me and I just started to feel so sad like viscerally sad in my body and I got up and I left and I went upstairs to the room I was staying in in the cabin. And what I wanted to do, and this is a feeling I've had not, and not even just with high, like this has happened my whole life. Um, I wanted to just go cry myself to sleep. Like I wanted to go lay in bed and fucking cry and just ruminate over all of the ways that I don't belong in this family. And I, for the first time, and I'm so proud of myself, I didn't let myself go there. I let myself cry, obviously. I couldn't not. And it's so healthy to cry. It's so healthy to feel every single feeling that comes up. But what was different about this time, this time I chose to completely reinforce a new belief about my belongingness in my family and how I did this. This is the most important part of this whole episode because this is something I really want to offer up and hope that you can take with you. This is what we're going to be doing at the Creative Living Workshop. What I did is I like laid down and I'll just kind of walk you through what it looked like. I laid on my back. Took a deep breath in through my nose, and I just want to do that now. Maybe do it with me. Huge exhale through the mouth, and then I closed my eyes, and I have like tears pouring down my face because I'm really letting the entire feeling take over. I'm feeling like I'm not enough, like I don't belong, like I have no place, like I'm completely isolated, and I just let that feeling swim around my chest and through my whole body like, literally, my whole body sobbing, ugly girl cry. And I just take a few more deep breaths. I can't not breathe deep when I talk about it. It's really interesting. And I just continued to let that breath go, at like this really slow in and out through my nose. And as I slowed down and as my nervous system was able to calm, my body was completely still. I was really bringing my awareness to my body. I started to think about when was the first time I felt something like this. When was the first time I felt like I didn't belong in my family? When was the first time I felt so deeply pained and isolated in this exact way? And I just waited, I waited, I breathed, I waited to see if anything came up and already setting the tone of not, I wasn't going to judge it if nothing came up. But something did, and I'll share that with you now. When I was, if you haven't listened to episode three, that's um, one, it's a solo episode. It's my very first solo episode, and I talked about my childhood upbringing. Um, so do go back and listen to that at some point. But this whole belongingness is definitely, it is stemmed from pain that happened so long ago. It's been a constant. I wanted to just pop into the episode real quick to announce this week's sponsor on the podcast, Coco Glow. The amazing founders of Coco Glow, Emily and Nicole, were on episode 28 of the podcast and shared about how they founded this incredible brand. So be sure to head back and listen to that episode. They call Coco Glow ingestible beauty. And when I heard about that, I was like, ooh, I can be even more beautiful and eat it. Okay, sign me up. <laughs> and it's 100% plant-based beauty food that's so simple and fun to incorporate into your daily routine. I've personally been using Coca Glow, which you guys have seen, for the last probably six months daily. And I can't express how beneficial this has been for my skin for my hair for my connection to myself and these ingestible powders are filled with all the adaptogens you could ever need ancient chinese herbs antioxidant rich raw ingredients they support hormonal balance a healthy immune system and they just keep you feeling fucking energized as hell Uh, When I found Coco Glow, I was initially drawn to their aesthetics because anyone who knows me knows I need everything in my kitchen to be beautiful and their packaging is so stunning and it's bright and vibrant and you just can't wait to use it every day. And I love how unlike other powders, these go a really long way, you know? They just last. You're not having to make an order every other week like this you can just enjoy it for a really long time. And I personally love the beauty blend. It's rich in color and flavor, and I sprinkle it over my smoothie bowls in the morning. I also love the classic. I put this in my coffee every day, and it's just turned into such a huge part of my daily self-care ritual. And I always like use, just to paint the picture, I get my favorite mug, I use one of my little hand-carved spoons, I unscrew the lid, and I just, yeah, I take in all the smells and the whole experience, and I just geek out over it. So it's just so lovely. And they also have the daily broth, which is a great midday pick-me-up. Um, if I'm feeling sluggish, instead of running straight to coffee like I want to, I'll have a little cup of daily broth. You just add it um, with hot water, and it's just a really cozy, comforting drink, especially on a colder day. Day. So, Coco Glow uh, has graciously offered Mudlark listeners 20% off your first order by entering the code MUDLARK at checkout. So, M U D L A R K at checkout. And once you get your Coco Glow, um, tag me and them and show us how you're enjoying it. It's just so fun to see what people do with it. And they also have a ton of incredible recipes on their blog where you can find other ways to incorporate the products into your everyday. So I'll leave that in the show notes and let's get back to the show. The memory was being at the Oregon coast with my mom, my sister, and my stepdad, who was extremely abusive physically, emotionally. And I just, I always, and he's my my sister's father. So his biological daughter is my sister. And she was always like really into horses. And so he had it all set up for us all, the four of us to go to this, what is it? It's like the seahorse ranch on, in Cannon Beach was, which is super fucking weird. That's where I got married. Hi, and I chose to get married at this campground in Cannon Beach. I, I just can't believe that this ends up being the place we got married beside the point we go to this place they have a bunch of horses there and you can ride your horses on the beach um but you know him and I always had this very like I was always walking on eggshells around him and he was just a monster a little bit and he so we're driving there and I don't think I knew this. I might have known it before, but I just can't recall. But he only reserved a horse for him and my little sister. And, mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, Um, they end up, you know, he's like taking pictures of her on the horse. And I remember just feeling so not worth it. Like, I just remember sinking and feeling so angry and feeling so sad and feeling this fucking feeling that I've been feeling for the last week, exact same thing, feeling like the other. And so I, I play this whole out, this whole scenario out as I'm laying there in my bed and I just sob like extreme sobs, crying, releasing, feeling into that. And then I started to create a new memory. And this is where kind of neuroscience plays into a lot of the meditation work I've been doing over the last three years with to be magnetic and have really kind of made my own way of reprogramming my brain. And I start to create a new memory, one that is of nurturing, of love, of full acceptance and I painted a whole new day. So as my body is completely fully relaxed, I feel all of those emotions, I let myself feel that I start to create a new memory. And I pictured my stepfather coming and waking my sister up in the morning and being like, Come on, girls, we're, we're gonna go horseback riding and taking us to the donut shop to like grab a donut on the way. And mind you, none of this happened. But when we are so relaxed, and in that Beta brain state, our subconscious doesn't know the difference between what is true and what is not, which is why movies are horrifying, by the way. (laughs) Like when people are watching just like the most gruesome, disgusting movies, which I'm a horror film junkie, I get it, but we do have to be mindful about what we watch because when we're watching a movie, we are completely relaxed and in that brain state. So our mind doesn't know the difference of what's real and what's not. So I played out this new memory and I saw him like get us up on the horses and he's like smile girls and like just being so loving and sweet and proud of us and yeah it was just really beautiful and then I started to cry in a new way it was like that oh that's so beautiful that's so what a sweet thing for him to do for us for me I feel so loved I feel so accepted I'm such a part of this I pictured us all going out him my sister my mom and I out for lunch after and having this amazing lunch and just I yeah I just painted this picture of what it could have been but wasn't and I after I came out of my meditation I could tell that I got a huge healing from that and it was profound. And if you had been in my body and felt what I had been feeling for the seven days prior to this, you would be able to feel what that healing looks like or what that feels like. It's hard to explain what it, but it just felt like a complete release. And then I passed out. Like (laughs) I zonked out so hard, slept so hard. And I woke up feeling completely different. I woke up feeling lighter. I woke up feeling more enthusiasm than I had been feeling. I woke up feeling a greater sense of belonging because things are already shifting. Even from that one shift in thought in that theta brain state, things are already shifting for me. And it was just really profound. And I wanted to share that with you. And As far as like the ritual aspect goes, this is something I've been doing every day for the last couple of weeks. I've been taking at least 20 to 30 minutes to just lay and that can be, that's always been very hard for me. I'm a busy bee and giving myself permission to just, or not even permission, it's like finding comfort in just being alone it has always been hard for me because i grew up having to like be in isolation so much oh and let me back up sorry before we hop into ritual this is so nuts you guys and this is how massive trauma not even massive just any kind of trauma that we experience when we're a kid how that will be in our bodies and how it can play out this whole like self-isolating thing so like when I left my family that night and went up to the room that was me self-isolating and I used to do that as a child all the time and it started with my stepdad always kind of pushing me out and making me isolated he would send me to my room for hours and I'd be away from the whole family and that became so painful to me and when I was with the family, I felt isolated because he didn't want me to be a part of it. And when I, then I would isolate myself and it still felt so sad because I wanted to be a part of something, but I didn't know what. And so that's why these last 4 years of my life with hi and the two kids have been so amazing, but the most painful and the most triggering ever 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 in my life is because when I'm with all of them, I'm triggered. And when I'm alone, I'm looking triggered. <laughs> so it's just like, shit, someone give me a bone. <laughs> but I am feeling so empowered by this work of creating new neural pathways in my brain through repetition, through doing my daily rituals, which we will talk about now. And rituals for you might look very different for me. And when i think of what kind of rituals can i put into place um they need to be very realistic and really fit in with my lifestyle those of you who've been on the show before and you've listened you know that i'm part of the time living in our airstream and traveling and then sometimes i'm here and sometimes i don't have a bathtub close by you know it's just so my rituals tend to change but i just wanted to share with you A handful of the rituals that I have been doing to support me in this trigger work because it has brought up so much and what you will notice when you start to go in and do this you're going to be and I also I highly recommend doing this alongside support so If you have like a group that you consider a support group, I mean, Medlarkers Anonymous is for sure that, but if you have a therapist and you're starting to go in and really look at where these triggers are coming from, it will start to bring a lot more up to the surface, which is beautiful, but it's really hard. And I'm currently in the process of looking for a new therapist to just be there for me as I do this because so much has come up and I felt like really overwhelmed and we don't have to do all the work ourselves you know it's like we're not meant to do it all alone so I do encourage you to do that find anyone um that you trust and so as far as my rituals go one of my biggest ones which you all know (laughs) if you've been here baths I take a lot of them when we are at the house or if we're renting a place or whatever I'm in the bath daily and this is like such a sweet ritual part of my day because you know I add the oils I add in some Epsom salts and I don't even do like a ton of like meditating in the bath I just I lay there and I relax my body and I let my limbs float up and it's just such a good prerequisite to meditation for me. So I'll usually take my bath, put my oils on, slowly get out. Sometimes I'll have like tea or coffee in the bath or wine. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm not kidding. (laughs) I definitely have wine in the bath at nighttime. Um, but in the morning, which is when I usually do this is I'll have like some tea or my coffee. And then when I get out, I just take my time, you know, I put my oils on, like I, I, I use like all different kinds of oils on my skin. And with when I'm still like wrapped up in my towel, I will go lay on my bed. And that's when I will start my imagining, basically like my meditation. Lacey Phillips calls them deep imaginings, which I really like. Like that feels approachable to me. Meditation has always felt so out of reach. I'm like, I can't turn my thoughts off. So really what we're doing when we're laying there, Breathing deeply, letting our emotions flow in and out. We're imagining a new story. So going back to a memory and then imagining a new. And it's really been, even though there's been very hard ones for me, it's been so therapeutic and fun to just imagine. Imagine what that could have looked like. Imagine, and knowing that these imaginings and this fun thinking, way of thinking is actually producing a life of abundance for me today, right now. It's shifting everything. It's raising my self worth. And it's just so much fun. So then I'll come lay down. I'll usually light a candle because, you know, I like those too. And yeah, I'll just bring awareness to the space, to my body. And I'll be there for like 20 to 30 minutes. Sometimes I end up falling asleep. If I do it in the evening, I definitely fall asleep. Um, Another ritual that I do is I usually make uh, another round of coffee, like middle or late morning, and I'll do like a single, a single serving of it and I'll use my Cocoa Glow and which is funny they are the sponsor and I didn't say that because they're the sponsor I just said it because I love them and using Cocoa Glow those ingestible beauty powders that is a part of my daily ritual it makes me feel connected to myself you know it's Chinese herbs I feel more connected to the earth I just feel so good and so I like take my time and I use my little wooden spoon and bring up the powders and mix it in my coffee. It's just really sweet and special. And then if you are friends with me on Instagram at Danny Bolts, you know, I do some pretty lengthy posts and that's also a part of my daily ritual. And I do them almost every single day. They're more blog-like than just, hi, <laughs> just like, Oh, pretty sunset. Like I actually am writing quite a bit because that has been very therapeutic and also sharing when these things come up for me i'm i'm really grateful for my instagram page because it's only i only have people on there that i adore and i just feel so safe sharing and i know yeah it's the internet anyone can see it but i just am really grateful to have that space to express myself and share what i'm going through Uh, Another ritual, which I don't do every single day, but almost, is I'm really into watercolor. And you've probably seen some of my paintings, but I do like pen art and then I fill it in with watercolor. And then I usually end up writing something really inspiring on the inside or a mantra or a quote. And I have those literally all over my life. Airstream's full of them, houses full of them. And it just feels like a really good way for me to like set my intention and really put pen to paper and sometimes I'll even journal out like really ugly horrific thoughts on a very beautifully painted picture and them it, I don't know why I've done that I've done that for years and years but I, I should actually share one I think I might on Instagram if I do I will link it the link to the picture in the show notes but I did like this picture with all these like um what is it like fireweed, which is one of my favorite flowers. And then the middle, I was just like, I feel like I'm dying. (laughs) But then after that, I just felt like such a release. Writing is such a release. And after I didn't, I didn't mention this, but after I do those meditations, I will almost always write out what came up for me, pen to paper. That's really important when you're creating new neural pathways in your brain to, um, put pen to paper. It's just something in the brain that makes it lock in, makes it stick. It's not the same as just putting something in your notes or typing it on a computer. You got to write it out. So I highly encourage you to write out what came up for you. What did the healing feel like? Um, and when you actually start doing those, and if it takes many, many times, like it did for me to get a healing and to feel that release, just keep going back keep going back. Or if laying down doesn't feel good, maybe go for a walk in nature and think in that way. Just try different things, but don't stop. It is the best. Um, And as far as rituals go, I think that's most of them. Um, I didn't make any notes. I, I was feeling... I've been kind of blaming like oh I don't have time to write up like my notes for the show and then go and record it. I've just been so busy and I'm like well don't fucking write any notes and just go record something. <laughs> so as far as yeah, rituals go, I think that's most of them. If I have some other ones pop into my mind, I will put them in the show notes. But yeah, I mean that's really that's really what I got. I I really deeply encourage you when you are feeling a trigger which I guess like I could explain what a trigger might feel like that's that seems important like for me a trigger looks like massive negative self-talk and even paranoia and I guess anxiety kind of falls under both of those but they can show up you know like anxiety panic feeling discouraged despair and I think negative self-talk is like really high up Um, but yeah you know most of these emotions that are coming up almost every single negative emotion are just showing us those parts of ourselves like I said at the top of the show that we've either abandoned or just experiences showing up that resemble a moment that caused us that pain or shame and Really, those those are our roadmap. Those feelings, those anxieties, those are our roadmap to stepping into a life that is reflective of us, to stepping into our truest self. Because for so long, I've been looping on this idea that I don't fucking belong anywhere. And that's just a story that I've continued to tell over and over and over, really strengthening those negative kind of thought patterns and neural pathways in my brain. So now through repetition, creating the new, we have the power to create a new way of being. We have the power to completely restructure our brains and it's wild and it's crazy. And I'm no scientist, but I've just learned so much through Lacey Phillips in these last few years and it's just been so profoundly healing for me and I'm just really excited to be sharing with you guys kind of my spin on it and how powerful and how healing this work is but we got to stick to it and we have to really dedicate I think our lives to nurturing that inner child loving that inner child and yeah I think that's all. I love you guys so much. Thank you, as always, for being here, for listening. You are so special to me. Thank you guys so much, as always, for listening. If you have not yet rated or reviewed the show, please head over to iTunes, rate it five stars, throw a few words down there, what Mudlark has done for you, and I just love you so much. Thank you, as always, for being here, and I will see you next week. Bye.